My name is Nina Gilligan and this Manchester tart is great for a brew and a gossip, but too much of it will probably give you heartburn. Hi, I'm Naomi Cooper and I've had to switch to champagne because I always spill the tea. Bonded by their shame, British comedians Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper invite you to join the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club, a podcast that serves as a non-judgmental safe space for all the intelligent, accomplished people out there who just can't stop thinking about Erica's earrings, Luann's singing, and Crystal's ugly leather pants. So grab a glass of rosé and own it as we bring the bunny and mention it all. everybody and welcome to another episode of the Real Housewives Guilty Secret Fan Club podcast. My name is Nina Gilligan and she is... I'm Naomi Cooper and we're very, very happy to have you join us in this little pit of shame that we've created for each other. Oh my goodness, I'm deep in shame this week. How's your shame levels been this week, Naomi? Shame, Shame's not great this week. I, I had an incident with a, with a fish, with a fish head. <laughs> I went to a really nice restaurant, right, with my my other half. And he's a very adventurous eater. He'll always order the weirdest thing on the menu. And we ordered, we ordered a few things, but we also ordered the cod head, right? And upon reflection. Rewind. (laughs) This wasn't a chip shop, was it? No, this is like a nice, quite fancy restaurant. And you just ordered the cod head on its own without the rest of its body? Well, upon reflection, when they bought a massive cod's head to the table, I don't know why we were surprised, but it wasn't what we were expecting. Oh, and, and And, oh, my God, it was horrible. It had, like, this sort of glossy, bubbly eye. And no. the little, it had the little pokey teeth of, like, a Floridian meth addict. And it was eyeballing us. And, oh, and then the waiter came over. We were like, this is, like, a little bit pink like the flesh is it is it supposed to be like that and he just went I don't know guys I mean it's a fish's head uh, but yeah fair enough fair enough yeah there's a whole menu of other stuff you could have where ordered. can you where can you get cod head uh this was a um fallow on uh Haymarket in London yeah very very nice restaurant and I will say everything was absolutely delicious but I couldn't because I also said so wait so how does one tackle Approach this head a cod yeah head. And he said, well, we give you a fork and a spoon and the best way in is to scoop the meat out of the cheek. Oh, and I just, no. I couldn't get no, that. I no, no. I couldn't do it. So I I went a little bit further down the neck <laughs> and I found the whitest piece of flesh I could find and I ate it. And do you know what? It tasted It tasted quite nice. It tasted fine. But I, I knew where it had come from. Yeah, I, I can't eat a meal that's judging me. Yeah, it was it was openly judging me, and so and that's why I think I feel shameful. I haven't been able to get the look in its eye out yes, of my head because it was I, very much like I died for this. Yeah, I died for you to giggle and point at me in a restaurant. Oh, uh, I hope the rest of that cod went to a very happy chippy somewhere in the east hope, end of London. I mean, it, it did give me quite a lot of joy watching my boyfriend pretend that this was a good idea and that he stood by his order like, he's not he actually said he said uh, you know the waiter i really think the waiter could have given us a heads up on what we were actually ordering nice. I was like, it said it says cod's head on the like they couldn't have been more clear 
about what was coming to the table. What did you, you know? have as a palate cleanser? What can you possibly palatey cleanse? Palette you cleanse, cleanse your palate with after a cod said. Just booze. Yeah. <laughs> straight. Your straightest tequila. Yeah. Please. Gargle oh so, tequila. So that was that, that yeah, that was my shameful judgmental moment this week. You know I, what I, I did after did absolutely slagging off the coffee makers of this world by that did I mean you? the second did- gender at the <gasps> men. I went and bought a coffee maker. Yes. Full on. Welcome to the team. Full on with the the thing that you put under, like the proper the barista. The thing and the bang bang. The frother, the bang yeah. bang, the tamper. Ooh, I have the tamper. a tamper. The full Ooh. thing. I think it was the guilt. You see, you have the shame. Proper then Catholic. The then you have the yeah. guilt, don't you? And you have, you, have to, you have to somehow address it. So instead of an hour father and three Hail Marys, I got a DeLonghi. Nice. I'm very, yeah. I'm very happy for you. I don't know whether I'm happy because now instead of just sticking the kettle on and sticking in what was a very easy to use push button frother, oh, I need man. a degree to I've got use an espresso. it. Yeah. I just think if it's good enough for George Clooney. Exactly. Do you think he actually uses an espresso? There's, I think there's very little chance he uses an espresso. <laughs> but he, he tell me he does, and that's yeah. enough for me. I still feel connected to him in some way. So that's um, so that's your shame for the week. Great. Well, we've both caved and done terrible things. That's good. Yeah. Well, I don't think we need to start. go through any kind of penance. I think we've both suffered enough. Good lord. Um, busy, busy week of housewives this week, wasn't it? I, I struggled to fit them all in. I actually did. And I have been at your behest. I have been pounding my way through Potomac. I am. There's a I'm sentence. not up to date. Yeah. <laughs> Much like the cast. But um, I, yeah, I, I started with last season. Yeah, so I'm about you halfway kind of through need... that now. So I because I needed to warm up to them before I catch up. So I'm yeah. I'm a few episodes behind still, but I just had their big um their big fight in Miami. Oh, um, that was a corker. Wendy and uh Mia. So I'm 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 Did really Did you get the water now. throwing yeah, table the marti- It Was it so water or martini? I can't I think remember. It was water. It was just water. Yeah, she was just pleased it was the right wig she was wearing or she would have really kicked off. Yeah, I want to talk about Wendy this week. Right. Yeah. I'm happy to learn. Wendy's become the main focus point of this season. So we will be able to chat her about her. She's a professor at John Hopkins. Yeah, she's got a PhD in philosophy. And at the end of each episode, it says the Real oh, Housewives of Potomac is not affiliated with John Hopkins University. I'm like, ah, 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 ah. they're so proud of you, Wendy. Wendy <laughs> is trying everything she possibly can to whilst maintaining her professorship in every sentence that she utters, she's a bit of an intellectual snob sorry wendy if she is isn't she yeah she just tends to pull it out at every moment she's also trying to brand herself as wendy the entertainer wendy the candlestick yeah. maker wendy yeah. the um soup maker i think she's making sauces at one point she's <laughs> she, she, wendy's desperate to become an American household name. That's what they do, isn't it? It's sources, jewelry, Ca- yeah, um, candles, 
candles in Potomac. Candles, skincare, skincare yeah. is big. You've not had the uh, brilliant episode where it was two wicks versus three wicks yet. No, but somebody mentioned a three wick candle, and I was like, that feels like there's there was like there's a there story was, behind that. Yeah, there was. Karen Huger came out with a three wick candle just to piss Wendy off. That's amazing. That's passive aggressive at its finest. Absolutely that. But we can't. I feel like we can't go. Like I want to get into Potomac. You, you, we're prematurely pounding. We can, into, we can start with. But let's start with Potomac. Let's mix it up this week. Let's start with Potomac. I don't want to lose Potomac. our Beverly Hills listeners by starting with Potomac. But it was okay. a really. I have in- faith in our Beverly Hills listeners. They'll they'll stick with us. They've um, sat through thirteen seasons of that shit. They'll wait five minutes for us. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine this bit's padding. You know where they just do the lifestyle bits yeah. where they're just we're doing fluffing a bit of, you. We're warming you up. <laughs> yeah, we're warming you up, housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, so Potomac's gone to a really interesting place place um this week. Where do we start? So let me get this right because I've got to get this right because I've got to be if anything, I've got to be kind of culturally sensitive because this week was a lot to do with both Wendy's and a new character's Necker's Nigerian heritage. Oh, okay. So they're both from a group called Ebo. And they met at Darby's party. She was having um she was having a housewarming party. And it was a big gathering for all the girls, and it was one of those setups where it was trying to get all the girls together for one of the first times since last season. Let's get everybody around the big table. Did they call it like the Fresh Starts Party or something? Yeah, New Horizontes. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was one of those kind of get-togethers. So we knew there was going to be a little bit of um, breaking off. So Ashley Darby, Miss Ashley, yeah. gets leathered. Excellent. It's her own party. That's what you do. She's had prinks. It's a safe space. Mm. And decides to properly stir the pot between Wendy, Miss Professor, and Necker, the new girl on the block. Now, they're both Nigerian. They're both from the same heritage of the Igbo. And she spreads this rumour. Ashley takes Wendy on one side and starts saying that it's wild. She starts saying that she's something called um, Osu, which means within her community that she's been shunned for doing something really terrible. Oh, okay. That people won't speak about. There's been something in the newspapers. There's been something going underground that she's been shunned. So she's told her this on one side. And then she started saying things like, oh, I'm not sure if she's even really, she doesn't think you're even really a professor. Now that's a button to press. If you want to press. Oh, that's, yeah, that's that's her hotspot. That's her thing, being a professor. If you want to press a button with her, that's a button to press. Now the whole episode is then centered around the communion 
of Wendy's children. Hilarious. We have some really fantastic scenes where we see them practicing going, taking first communion for the first time in their house with Wendy and her kids. And it's really funny. And throughout it all, what we're led to believe is that Wendy has probably had a bit of a little, uh, a bit of a hard time from Necker, but also, come on, Ashley Darby, you have put the knife in here. And then Ashley does admit to Karen Huger, um, La Dame. Oh, I love her. That she has. A lot of time for that. She has stirred the pot because she's had one too many housewarming drinks. Excellent. But then, in the final scene, we see Necker get together with Robin, because they live in the same area, for drinks. And then we hear this wild story that's about to become the main narrative of the upcoming episodes. Excellent. Where Necker describes that her now I'm not going to get this right because it's all to do with family so it's she's saying that Wendy's sister-in-law was in touch with her brother I think that's the right right way around we got that yeah saying that it was um against their beliefs to say that you you've been saying that you know Neck has been going around saying that she knows Wendy and she's been using it to up her social profile. Oh, okay. And that's against their belief system. And right. that's, you shouldn't be doing that. No. And it goes even further that Wendy's mum has now put a hex on the family. Ooh. And has been praying against them on a shri- <gasps> on a shrine. Now, ostensibly they're Catholics, but they also have their own spiritual beliefs due to their own ethnicity that goes back. So they have other belief systems, and they went and know. So, so now Necker's telling Ashley Darby that she's been prayed against. And this is quite a big thing. But bravo, rightly or wrongly, and I don't know how I feel about this, rightly or wrongly, is now running with this story. So what we see for the upcoming episode is they've all gone out for some lunch. I don't know what the lunch is for. And they're talking about this so-called hex or whatever they want to call it. And suddenly something falls off a table and sets fire. And they're saying it's the demons, it's the demons. A bit of casual racism going on there? This is what I'm not sure about. Yeah, it makes because me a bit the uncomfortable, women, but am I just being like are an we coming at it from, white girl? Yeah, this is what I'm thinking. Are we coming about it from a sort of white privileged perspective? Or is Bravo coming at it from that perspective yeah and it's a bit weird and it's not something that I've ever sort of come across in Bravo before but the women themselves are also obviously it's their culture they're talking about it as well and it is something that's absolutely actually unfolding throughout the the episodes or throughout the time that the filming's taking place so this is the storyline they're running with 
Wow, okay. Demons. Demons is what they're going with. Not Seems like a that... waste when you've already got Giselle right there, like As... your own little demon. Exactly. Sure. That's that's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting one for us to cover as well, I think. Yeah, I it's... wonder if there will be a bit of a backlash against that. I think there might be because there was a word used that I would never use and I'm not going to use it on this podcast either. There was a word. Very wise. <laughs> yeah, there was a word used that I, I, like, I would step away from. So, I mean, watch it. But if you are listening and you are interested in Potomac, I'd be really interested in your feedback on this one. Yeah, Just let us know. Let, let us, us know, know what, what you, you kind of think about it. Apart from that, in the background, the usual other stuff was going on. Ashley, Candice, absolutely at each other's throats. Lovely. Candice coming out with some brilliant um, put downs. Like the reason her forehead is so big is to contain all the lies. <gasps> <gasps> oh, that's amazing. That is where I keep my lies as well. Yeah. And um, at the at the housewarming, the Sesame Street characters back in town. I don't know if you've oh, met her gosh. yet. No, I don't think so, but yes, it sounds Sesame, amazing. Sesame Street's back. So there's lots of other little stories going back and on in the background, but that is the main thrust of the story. Now, I hope I've done it justice. I hope I've not, like, I hope I've told it properly, but it's very interesting. That is going to be interesting. Um, get in touch with us and let us know what you think about that. And educate us. Yeah, and educate us if you know better. Yes, please. We, we're desperate for education. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we really, really genuinely are. Yeah. So, so Real Housewives we'll, of we'll, Beverly Hills. Beverly, bitch. So we left Kyle and Sutton having their little uh, Barney at Sutton's kitchen table or wherever the hell they were. Um very interesting. That was a really good uh, crisp example, wasn't it, of Kyle flouncing out as soon as the tables are turned on her. Yes. And she's very defensive this season. Isn't and, like, she? Her language towards Sutton, I don't like either. She says, you're unhinged. Uh, she says, I hope you're okay. Yeah, like she just kind of is constantly kind of pulling I hate this that. mental health I've had narrative that. for Sutton. I've had that before in a friendship not any particular friendship but I've had it before with friends where they kind of do that oh gosh I can't think of a particular friend actually but I'm not going to name them <laughs> but when they kind of go like they maybe not heard for you from a bit or whatever are you okay yeah <laughs> and there's a sort of it's a sort of it's almost like I'm I don't use gaslighting light lightly because it's a real thing but there is a little bit of gaslighting in it where you start to go, yeah. am I okay? I don't know. Am I yeah. okay? I thought it was okay. Maybe I'm not okay. Maybe I'm Maybe I am a bit down. But that sort of thing happens a lot when you call out someone's bad behavior. Yeah. And they'll turn around and go, you're just overreacting. You're just emotional. You're just unhinged. Yes. Yeah, and it's like, am, am I or am I the only person calling you out on your nonsense? And so... Sutton didn't back off, did she? Sutton kind of went, are you okay? Yeah, Sutton's really understood. I feel like it's like a football manager, like she's gone back through previous seasons. Yeah. And like she knows Kyle's strategy now and she's really, she's like, I'm just, every time she does it, I'm going to turn it on her. And it and works it, like a charm because Kyle can't handle it. 
Kyle didn't handle it. And another thing I wanted to say about Sutton, and I don't know if you agree, I'm a little bit tired of this. I've, I'm sort of batting weirdly for Sutton again. I, I feel am, like yeah. I feel like she's that friend where people kind of have underestimated her massively. And we saw this happen before with Erica. Loads of people have tried to take on Sutton and it it never works well for them. No, and she's also like, they they put her in a box and they kind of go, Sutton's a bit quirky. You know what? I'm going to make friends with Sutton because nobody else likes her. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to really be her friend. We'll just invite her to things. Yeah. I'm not going to fully invest in her as a friend. But then, yeah. and when that friend bites back and has expectations of them, they're a little bit like, oh, no, you're not. You're not the main friend. You don't yeah, get to have a favor. Yeah. You're a favor friend. You you just yeah. get invited to make up the numbers. How dare you come back at me with with demands? But and Kyle I just kind of think made an well, enemy of Sutton and that is ill-advised because Ill-advised. Sutton, she is not going to let this go. No, the Once woman Sutton has gets self-esteem her teeth into something. Yeah. You know, she's and she's going to defend herself, you know. So um, and quite um, and, and she should she should she should have self esteem. She is quirky. But it's it's going to be interesting to see how the other women fall on that because I think a lot of the other women are a bit nervous of Kyle. Yeah, she's very much the central figure in the group, and you know if it's going to be Carl versus Sutton, mm. be interesting to see who has the metaphorical balls to uh, yeah. stand with Sutton. Yeah, that's going to be the battle of the ages. Yeah. So. Then we had Erica's mum visiting. This absolutely made me going back to your cod reference at the beginning. Isn't there some some sort of phrase about like visitors are a bit like fish that like they rot at the head after three days? Oh like, my god, that's horrible! I know, but it's so true, isn't it? Like there's so <laughs> only so long you can have your family around for. I was totally with this. I was like, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's, it's like it's like that third day into Christmas, isn't it? When you're like, <sighs> yeah, enough now. I'm grown. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grown. Get out my bed. So good. I really um, like that little section. But she was still very managing her, wasn't she? She was making sure she didn't go into any territory that she didn't want mum to go into. Yeah, but she much. was quite. I thought she was quite mean about the mum as well. Like the mum wasn't actually in what we saw doing anything particularly wrong. But I guess no. there's a lot of history there. I think it's more just like the mum is the one that calls Erica out. Yeah. And that Erica does feel beholden to, to maybe explain herself to sometimes. And it was kind of interesting to see her get flustered. Yeah. Around someone because yeah. we never kind of see fun. Erica flustered. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. I quite enjoyed that. Um, so then we were on to uh, Garcelle with <sighs> Jade. I was a bit jaded. Try not to sound too bored. <laughs> Garcelle with oh, Jade. <laughs> One of her children. Jade. I got it. Again, I got it. I'm I'm coming back to what you said last time. Does it make great television? Oh no. <laughs> Anybody else? Good mum, bad mum, nobody cares. Move on. Move on. It was it was a little bit of an introduction to the fact that she's what sounds like a really good, worthy film. The, you know, the Black Girl Missing film, that sounds yes. very good. But I, I, I could have done without that. I could have done without that scene. I could have lived yeah. without it. 
There was a, there were a few bits I could have done without in this. But I enjoyed Chris, Crystal very controlling over Jeff, the brother. We knew well. it. We knew it. We knew that, didn't we? We called that. I didn't need a crystal to work that out. I thought Rob <laughs> handled him uh, handled her quite well. Uh, Rob's growing on me. I think we like Rob. I thought Rob was a little bit of the backseat passenger in that relationship. And I'm now seeing, seeing Rob in a little, little bit of a different light because he told her, get a grip, let your brother yeah. become a man and stop trying to control your brother's relationship with his sister, which I'm sorry, is weird. Yeah, it is weird. Like, leave the man alone. I cannot imagine... Also, it's, like, the, it's the openly admitting it. It's like he came back because we, me and my mum forced him to. It's like, don't be proud of that. My <laughs> That's brother, not a good thing. My brother married my best friend. Like, I know, small town. Was, that, was it like a spite move or were yeah. they generally, <laughs> genuinely in love? They're genuinely, they married when like I was like, so they got together when I was like, 17 so, so and they're still together very happy oh, that's nice I know it is lovely and at the time I was quite jealous but there was no way I was like actively did I feel no. so because much... as a 17 year old you knew better <laughs> yeah there's the entitlement she's got yeah that was that was a real window and and then don't blame it on Chinese culture you're controlling yeah. It's yeah. not Chinese culture. You're controlling. Yeah. I wonder about how other people feel about that Chinese controlling reference because it feels like it's a bit of a cliche. Yeah. And you shouldn't be perpetuating stereotypes to excuse your bad behavior. Yeah. She's a nightmare. Also, maybe if she was less controlling of Jeff, he actually would have more than 7,000 monthly listeners on Spotify and would be the Chinese Justin Bieber. Yes. I don't think yes. he gets to do a lot of stuff. And has she told him is the Chinese Justin Bieber? Is this just what she tells him? I think so, yeah. Like, I'm not sure she, she knows who Justin does Bieber she is. Grab him by his little cheeks and go, You better be the Justin Bieber of China. Yeah, and then just this pinch, is all for nothing. Or just and then just pinch him a little bit too hard. Is that what's going on there? It's very but odd. Also, are we gonna are we gonna like how is she gonna be with her children when they grow up? If she's like that with her brother. I mean, that child, though, the eldest, he's rebelling already. He's getting a perm. I was like, go you. I like it. I like that. Go you. He is going yeah. back to the future. Yeah. With we're his all, perm. We're, we're all good with that. Yeah, good for him. So. Uh, oh, God, I'm, the horse. We met the horse. <laughs> Jesus was, Christ. All the way through that, all I could think of was you. Oh, so annoyed. And we're doing Santos. a podcast, so I couldn't even speed through it. I was like, yes, yes, you bought a horse. Why did you bring... purchased a horse. This is impossible for me to relate to. I loved it because she brought the horse a wreath. What was that? <laughs> was, was it like, I, I didn't really, it's like a saddle of flowers or something. I have no idea, but I was thinking to myself, if only could bring a wreath on every first date. <laughs> <laughs> Place it upon them regally. Yeah. yeah. Just, just before we sit down to the, <laughs> just yeah. before we sit down for this pizza, <laughs> can I just give you this wreath? Before you tell me all about yourself and how your day's been, let me. I want to let, bestow upon you. <laughs> yeah, this I've just nicked one from the cemetery. Cemetery. It says Grandad, but it'll have to do. <laughs> <laughs> and um, can I just give you this carrot? Yeah. 
And it was such a like, it felt very British as well in the sense that it's like you've bought a horse, but you're not going to look after it. That horse is in boarding school. Yeah. She's not mucking out. No. I mean, thank God she's not. That horse will be looked after properly by trained professionals. That, that which, horse. Which is the least that poor little Dutch horse. But that is, it's also a good way to marry now. someone, though. That there's also like it is in a sort of metaphor. I wouldn't mind marrying someone in that situation where you only well, just pa- a- panic purchase someone from the <laughs> Netherlands and fly them over. Panic you can do that if you want, but I don't think it'll end no, in love. I'm, I'm wondering more about like that. I only have to go and visit them when they've been. Don't, I don't know. They've been looked after by somebody they've else. They've been cleaned when they've had a jolly good wash. <laughs> when they've had a wash, they've been mucked out. You I go, can just go and offer them a carrot. <laughs> I don't know. You go around for a ride and then you, you have a little picnic with your friend afterwards. That's quite a yeah. nice way to conduct a relationship. Maybe she's got it right. Maybe she has got it right. I mean, she seems happier than Kyle. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was bizarre. Why is everything in the housewives followed by a posh picnic as well? I can't bear it. They're so fake, those posh picnics. And they look really uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, these so are women weird. who haven't sat on the ground since kindergarten. You know, I know. like, oh, yes, this is so fun. They'd so have delightful. to literally break their hips to sit down, wouldn't they now? They, just, yeah, you, they don't have the capacity now to, to, to sort of... It's a bit like, you know, you can't lead a cow downstairs. Like, yeah. Because its legs don't oppose that way. That's yeah. what it's like watching the housewives sit down for a picnic. <laughs> it's kind of like a weird, massive, creaking joints and forced directed <laughs> smiles you know oh she was such a bitch as well wasn't she she has got very thin did you get, get oh yeah she has got very thin she's been going to the gyms for for hours and she's eating differently but you know i'm not saying anything i'm not saying anything you've just said everything Sutton. you've just said yeah. you've just you've just assassinated somebody with those three comments yeah yeah, what yeah, else can at you at say? no point did you say Oh and she's, she's not really, wearing a She's really ring. healthy, she's really looking after herself. Like there yeah. was no positive spin on that. It was Talk about lifting a sister. Jesus. Yeah. Um but that yeah, that was that was oh and also can I mani- mention because I couldn't take my eyes off it, she needs friends who she gives a, some kind of voucher to to go to her shop. Because yes. worst dressed of the week was that denim jacket with jewels. Yeah, that was really just appalling. We were was... asked um we were asked on Instagram to do a best and worst dressed of the week, and I will give you that for worst dressed. Worst dressed was that denim jacket and jewels. Does it have to be? Can we ask the woman was it a woman on Instagram? Who who yeah. was it? Let me find out. It might have been a man. Oh God, sorry, I'm going through my pic my screenshots and the fish's head just came up again. <laughs> Please post the fish's head. We can have the fish's head next to worst dressed. That can worst dress. Can worst dress mascot be fish's head? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, (laughs) The fish's head of the week is. Yeah, the fish's head of the week, and um, Zuri's mummy. Zuri's mummy. Zuri's mummy. Can you clarify whether it has to be a sort of castmate? Because I I, that that. So if it's not a castmate, that was bad, wasn't it? That jacket was bad, but if it, if it is a castmate, I think I might have got another runner-up for worst dressed yeah. of the week. Go on. Uh, we'll get into. We'll. I'll. I'll mention it as it happens. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, so um, then, where we? Where were we after that? We're going off to to the party. Garcelle's party is the party. 
And Dorit was kept waiting while Sutton did a photo shoot, which was karma at its absolute finest. Wasn't it? The amount of times she's done that. And she just couldn't understand. You know. (laughs) I'm I'm just waiting here. Why am I just waiting here? I I could have used this time for myself. It's like, could you, Dorit? Is it annoying, Dorit? Mm. Mm. Why am I waiting? I've never waited. I don't wait. Um, She... Her, it wasn't doing much for her anxiety, was it? Now, she was in Vegas the week before at Magic Mike with no problem at all. It's not for me to judge someone's anxiety oh. or something, but this felt more like a let's come at Garcelle thing oh. than it felt about her anxiety. You know, I never and she knew, she that. said to, I think it was Kyle on the phone, she said, you know, there's going to be a red carpet and there's a step and repeat, you know, for photos and things like that. And, then, and are you not getting your makeup done? Yeah, and she's getting her makeup done professionally. And then it's like um, Sutton says there'll be 100 people there. And she's like, oh, I had no idea. I had no idea there'd be 100 people there. It's like, well, if there's a step and repeat in a red carpet and you're getting professional makeup, you'd expect a crowd, mm. wouldn't you? Very interesting, I think Naomi. that was more about coming for Garcelle than it was Her genuine. Her. Yeah, because she did yeah. a proper... Um, fright jump at one point. It's like she'd had a jump scare, didn't she, when she was and in there? And we saw no issues. Perhaps they just didn't show them to us, but we saw no issues in Vegas with her not wanting to be in no, crowds. Didn't. Or she was having a lovely time at Magic Mike and at the restaurants. And so a bit weird. It's an excellent point and well made. Thank you very much. <laughs> that that whole awkward apology by Jacks. Right. <laughs> what was that? Well, <clears throat> I suppose somebody has to draw a line under it. But Garcelle was annoyed Erica didn't approach him. Is it appropriate for a woman who has made a, a minor as well, an underage guy, has made him uncomfortable in the past? Would it be appropriate for her him. to go up to him and approach him at a par- another party? Also, would you want Erica approaching you? She enters. She's not at the best of times. <laughs> She enters every venue like she's a replicant from Blade Runner. <laughs> she really does. <laughs> There's something like that scene unreal. In where you see like the eyes of the Terminator and how he sees things and like zooms in on his targets and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's how she enters every venue. So no, he, he shouldn't, she shouldn't be going up to teenage boys that no. she's previously upset. She's probably got restraining yeah. orders. So yeah. It was very awkward. But it was quite nice how Jax invited Crystal to go with him to back yes. him up. I thought that kind of, oh, maybe there's like an actual genuine closeness there. That's quite mm. that's quite revealing, I thought. Yeah. And she was good, Crystal, as well. She didn't make it about her. She didn't open her mouth. She didn't make it about her. She didn't get involved. She was just standing by him. Which is, which is unlike yeah. Crystal. So well done, Crystal. Well done, Crystal, you, for not you being a, controlling. You a Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> crystal you point could, for good behavior. Well done. Keep it up at home with your brother. Okay, Denise Richards. Yes, mother is in the building. I was she's very back. overexcited. She's in back. a baseball cap and a scruffy top knot at a black carpet. Oh, yeah. That oh, was I, so I was loving about it. So she's best dressed of the week, Denise Richards. <laughs> Best dressed of the week, Denise Richards, in her baseball cap with a scruffy top knot. She looked like she was about to either go and do laundry or go to, I don't know, some chunky chicken restaurant. Yeah, she looked like she was picking her kids up from soft play in a bad mood. Yeah. (laughs) It was amazing. But I've always loved this about Denise. She always got slammed by it by Carl and stuff. 
I love that she doesn't feel the need to glam. And I think a, a it red carpet the other event. Girls. I think the other girls are a bit threatened because they but feel she, this need to have proper glam. But she and, must have got the, the the invite. That's the thing. Is it is it actually rude? Would you be miffed if you were having an event and everyone was dressing up? There's a step and repeat. There's press there. Would you be miffed, Nina, if I showed up in a baseball cap and a scruffy top knot? Um, I'd expect it from you, Naomi. No, I don't know. Thank you very much. I don't know. I don't know you that well. I don't know. Okay, what if it's a good friend, one of your best friends, who is more than capable of dressing up and enjoys wearing I'd glamorous I kind of things. think it was a bit weird. I might kind of go, are you okay? Like, you're not taking this particularly seriously as an important yeah, it might feel like me, a measure, measure. It might feel like a measure of respect. It might. Yeah, I, I just wondered that. I think Garcelle wasn't bothered by it, so I guess it's just their friendship. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But um, I just love how it really it really threatens the other. Like we saw this before at the barbecue in Denise's last season. She's there in like a, you know, scruffy jeans and a t shirt and a top knot. She just doesn't dress Carl's up. Carl's calling her a ragamuffin because she doesn't need to. She's beautiful, and it yeah, really threatens stunning. the other girls that yeah. she will just show up with her hair piled on her head and a t shirt and jeans. Yeah. And be the most beautiful woman in the world. And the girls can't stand it. And that's yeah. just like, mm, 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 yum, 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 yeah, yum. yeah, yum, yum. Speaking of um, over trying, fawn again. What was Kyle wearing? Oh, dear Lord. What's going I felt, on here? I don't know what was happening. Like, part of me loved it, part of me hated it because I was like channeling sort of Jacqueline Smith, mm. Charlie's Angels 1970s, where yeah. I was going, quite like it, quite like it. And yeah. then another part of me was going, it's too much with the fedora. Take it off. I was with Sutton. These Sutton. hats. Now, she used to like a Kimasabi hat, right, Kyle? We've we've seen her in a hat before. That's fine. But it's all the time now. Is this a Morgan Wade influence? I have no idea what's got. Oh, yes. Is this and a little she... bit like when you fall in yes. love with someone who's a little bit country and then you're a little bit country too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's there might going be on? Matching tattoos, matching hats. Yeah. I, and you know, there's been a lot of paparazzi pics of them dressing in Similar. actually in the same clothes, swapping clothes at this point in their friendship. Mm. Friendship? Which, are we doing? Are we doing bunny ears for friendship? Sure, we've not we decided. We well, may. I reckon it probably is a friendship, but they're definitely enjoying the provocation, aren't they? You know yeah. what people are saying. So they're winding it don't, up. Don't don't complain if you're going to go out wearing each other's clothes. Yeah people are going to talk like you said a tattoo might be a bit too far though a tattoo too I, I far. mean a tattoo any tattoo is too far for me <laughs> yeah the idea of a tattoo makes me so nervous but if you've so, got one of your friend yeah because then every time I had a like disagreement with that friend I'd be like oh get the cheese grater out like yeah here we go you know be really upsetting mm. but maybe maybe it would be good for me because then I wouldn't fall out with my friends <laughs> I just need to write the names of the people I mustn't fall out with on my arm in indelible ink and everything will be a bit more sturdy. This is how I'm going to hold myself to account. Yes. I can't fight with her. Her name is tattooed on my left tit. <laughs> That's what, something's got to give. So mid-fight, when you you feel yourself getting a little bit on top, just a minute while I just pop my tit out. Pop my just, tit out and take just three deep breaths. Yeah, just to remind <laughs> Calm myself. Calm myself down. Yeah. Um, so then we had this really weird Garcelle and Sutton get together, which was a bit of a side pull where they were like, can we just go outside and talk over what Garcelle happened? Garcelle and Dorit. Garcelle and Dorit. Yeah. And I was bored by that as well. 
I really, really like that Garcelle made the you because Dorit did say to her, It's been a year, you should get over it. And Garcelle directly said, How would you feel if I said that to you about your PTSD? Yeah, she did say that. And Dorit was like, I don't think I said that. And then of course they show us the edit of her saying exactly that, which is why I love I'm reading a, a book at the moment and it's one of those books where the beginning of the book starts out really happy and you really fall in love with the characters and the, by the end of the book something really dreadful happens to them so you really care. Yeah. And this feels like one of those storylines where you've not made me care enough about this argument. Yeah. That you making like if, up now. I don't care. Like I kind of forgotten they were on the outs. Yeah, that that you've got to make me care. I feel like this is a production error. If you're gonna if you're gonna do that, please give us enough of a build up. The dynamics nobody's off, flipped they? The to dynamics table. Off. It needs to get more aggressive before if you want to have an actual resolution scene. Yeah, then there's it needs no, to be. There's nothing to resolve. They've had a bit of a tiff. Yeah, there was a bit of tension. Good television that does not make. No waste of airtime. I think they were more padding, really. However, yeah. I'm saying this every single time we do it. I think it's about to pick up. I think so, because we've got Denise coming now. They di- they dipped the tea bag of Denise tea bag into the, in the dull house. water of this season. Yeah. And a little bit of flavour was instantly added. And I think we know what's coming now. I know, but did you see that trailer? I mean, what was wrong oh. with Denise's face? It was that, it was, it oh, was like. Oh, yeah, is she drunk? She's absolutely out of it on something. That was almost like a blooper from Erica as well, Erica's reaction. She's like, I, ca- I, ca- I can't. <laughs> yeah, I just can't. I just, I can't. So like She was going to be unpleasant to her and then she's like, this is like kicking a puppy. I can't do this. <laughs> I know. Her face is is like at the back of her head. She's chewing. She's she's all over the place. She's clearly a mess. She's lost Something's it. Something's going on. Bravo, bravo, bravo. <laughs> bravo, bravo, effing bravo. Effing but, bravo. Um, she's lost it. She's only been back a week. Kyle's having a breakdown saying the reason I have to do all this exercise and can't eat is because if I lose my shit now, I'd properly lose it. Then we see the introduction of Wade. It's all going off yeah. next week. It's all kicking off. We also found out at the end of, of this this episode that Sutton's still friends with Kathy. And perhaps mm-hmm. that's why Kyle is coming for Sutton. I thought it was very good how like, that was a bit of a of a dig, I think. It's when she a love said to triangle Kyle, gone wrong. <laughs> she gonna said rah. <laughs> she said you're gonna you treat me like you're your little sister. Mm. Which which given how we know Kyle has supposedly treated her sisters is yeah. a bit of a dig, isn't it? Yeah. And Kyle wasn't having the age reference either. No, don't she wasn't. Was she? Yeah, don't flatter but yourself. No, so I I think the next episode, I think we might actually see some fireworks. Yes. We've waited a long time. We have, you know, November the 5th has been and gone. Yeah, we're standing in a muddy field waiting for somebody. I feel like I've been up to that firework three times now. I've lit it and there's been nothing but a fizzle. Yeah. It's time. But you don't want to turn your back because it will. It'll go off. off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's time to launch, bravo. Yeah. Come on. Bravo, we have a problem. We have a problem, but we don't have a problem in Miami. Miami. Nicole Miami. called it, didn't she? Nicole called the Sprinter van. 
That she is always did. a recipe for disaster. There it started. I'm loving Miami. I am I'm loving, loving Miami. I had to throw, I watched Miami on my phone. Mm-hmm. I had to throw the phone away from me <laughs> when Julia started singing. That dog spoke for all of us. That dog was like, the dog likes it. The dog was like, can you please make this stop? The, the dog was looking around going, what is wrong with you? Why is any, why is anybody <laughs> allowing that? In fairness, she was hitting notes that only dogs can hear. Like, it was inexplicable. Also, that... she's got that other guy, that Jonathan, I think he was called, who's a really great singer. Isn't it a great gift for Martini? Martini? Martina. Yeah. So it's on my mind. Um, isn't a great gift for Martina to get really great professional singers to sing to her? Organize yeah. a little a little concert for her. Don't stand up there and embarrass her and yourself and your marriage. It's just it's unforgivable. So when we went away, I know I've talked about this holiday like a lot because it's my last holiday. So when we were in Italy, we we're in Florence, and we paid to go to just a little recital nice. of opera in oh, Florence lovely. in a small Amazing. church. Only about forty people there. We were sat in the oh, front lovely. row. Next Amazing. to an American woman who was in her 70s and what you described in Britain as arsehole. Oh, really? Yeah. I knew she thought all the songs from the opera. Oh, no. So every time they came on, and these were incredible opera singers. These were like the, the opera singers that, oh, no. that had come from probably performing in some of the biggest operas in Florence who'd come on to make a bit of extra money during the week entertaining the tourists. The notes they were hitting were making the whole building reverberate. You know what, like you, your yeah. whole body feels like it's involved. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it almost kind of brings you to tears, even though yeah. you've got fuck all idea about what they're singing about and why. But you do know. Somehow you know. Somehow, Somehow you know. they're communicating it to yeah. you, you know? So incredibly beautiful experience. But she'd be like, hey, John, John, we know this one, don't we? This is where she's in the woods. She's in the woods, John, oh, isn't she? Jesus she's Christ. in the woods, John. John, this is where she's a bit cold. Like, wait for this. And then she'd be like, <laughs> over the top every time they came Americans. on. Americans. Americans are man. More and more seething as my husband was sat next to her and I was sat like one butt and I was look I was giving my husband the eyes like are you gonna tell her am I you gonna tell yeah. her and I and this is your job step in and do something step in step in and you could tell he was like getting fuming there was some French couple there was a French couple next to me they were fuming every time oh this one Jan this one this Barbara Seville we like this one Jan and I was like right Ness and Dorma, the final one. Oh, God. She breaks out. No. In Ness and Dorma. No. By this incredible Italian authentic tenor. And I just lost it. I lost it. I what just, did you do? I just, I just leant over and I grabbed her by the arm. Oh, cool. You got physical. Okay, good. I grabbed her by the arm over my husband's knee and she looked at me and went uh-huh and I went shh very British went, of you I'm very proud of you and she went what 
And I went, God, shut up. (laughs) And she went, who, me? And I went, yeah, this is during Ness and Dorma and we're on the front row. I went, nobody paid to come and listen to you. (gasps) Oh, my God. That is so something my mum would have said. I love you for that. And you know that the French people and everybody else behind you is going, yes. (laughs) I know. It was horrific. But um, my point being that opera's special and even watching that and I'm a working class girl like I can't even believe I'm saying this I'm probably losing points but you're betraying your people (laughs) I'm betraying my people I'm sorry they're probably gonna drum me out of the Labour Party but (laughs) even watching that rehearsal you could tell how good he was he was amazing and it's like why why wouldn't you you're murdering it yeah and like, uh, the, this is not going to be a nice experience for Martina. She's going to be mortified. But it's not about Martina, is it? It's not about Martina ending cancer, is it? No. It's about, you know, it's about you. Yeah. And, and how what a great wife you are and what a great girl you are, you know. And the other person this episode who it was all about was Alexa. Alexia. Oh, yeah. Wasn't Alexia. it? Yeah. She, w- Alexia. Will you please shut up? That's what I'd be saying if she were in my kitchen. Also, she pees and poops in front of her husband. What's that about? They've only been married like a year, right? Yeah. No wonder there's trouble in paradise. Would Jesus you do Christ. that? I'm no. not into that. No, I'm not into that. No. Reminds me of that, you know, when that first time you ever go on holiday with your partner and the hotel room bathroom's that little bit too close to the head of the bed. Yes. Oh, I'll, I'll go and get coffee for us. There's coffee in the room. Oh, I don't like this coffee. I'll go and get coffee for us. I'll be about the time it takes to do a really good shit. And I'll be back with some coffee. I do Me. remember, though, my husband, because we used to work in the same office. So um, we met at work and I used to, all I used to hear is I worked with him and another bloke. All I used to hear every time I left the office was like loads of trumping. Oh, God, yeah. Because I'd just hold it in for, like, three hours and they'd be like, wish, I wish you'd fucking go outside so <laughs> we can have a good trump. <laughs> we are well into our marriage now where we... Yeah, the romance is gone, yeah. Where the trumping, like, I have to, I had to bar him. So he went through this, especially in autumn. Autumn's a really bad time for us because he really gets into beetroot. Beat that is not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's a seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, I identified. So beetroot, <laughs> growing it, eating it, both. Eating it. And he'll just buy a whole beetroot, Naomi. He'll cook and buy a whole so this, beetroot. But only in autumn. <laughs> yeah, because he likes, he likes seasonal vegetables. He's middle class. What can I do? So he okay. likes... You really have betrayed your people. I know. So he, he like... Offer beetroot. <laughs> I know. If it's any consolation, I did eat a beef and tomato pot noodle earlier in the week. But he... <laughs> so he'll, he'll just buy a whole beetroot, cook it and eat the whole beetroot. Like that, that'll be his snack. That'll be a snack before With bed. With nothing? No, just, just a, the beetroot. Just the beetroot. Does he bite into him. it like an apple? No, no, he slices it on his plate, just eats slices and slices beef. So that's his, that's his secret shame. That's his secret, secret shame. Because well, he doesn't not, care no, about your opinion anymore. <laughs> no, it's not a secret because it's like 
the fucking trumpet section in the bedroom. Oh, no. I and didn't know Beetroot had that effect yes, on. Yes, and it does it when he's sleeping. So he's oh, unaware. God. Can you imagine someone fighting when they're asleep? That's just unacceptable behaviour. I've woken myself up fighting in my sleep before, and it's really, it's, really, it's a really terrifying way to to wake up because then you're <laughs> you're kind of just like revolted and scared by it, like you don't really know what's going on, and then you realise, and you're kind of like, ah, oh, Jesus. I used That's to a have a point. I used to have a dog that farted, and then if it, it farted, it used to jump in the air. <laughs> <because laughs> <laughs> It was what the, the hell were you feeding her? <laughs> Beetroot. Beetroot. <laughs> yeah. It was terrified and disgusted also. Oh um, I don't know how we've gone down this dark alley. It's, uh, I blame Alexia and Todd um, with but, their dirty habits. But, but I that mean, whole good, thing. Good for them, but... The whole Sprinter van, they were proper mean girls to Julia. See, I'm, I'm bat not Adriana. I'm batting for Adriana again. Adriana. So but I have to say, if I had a pound for every time I've been told not to ruin someone's birthday with my flatulence, I'd be a very rich I know. Girl. <laughs> I thought they were reaching. They were mean. They were mean, weren't they? The, the going to the bathroom and, do you know, when I was at school, I used to like, um, I'd be in the bathroom in the cubicles and like you'd hear, sometimes hear your friends come in and you'd be like, go on, say something. Say yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And they never did because they were nice girls. So yeah. it's just always like, ah. Damn it. Like, what Those do I want here? This is a weird thing to to want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> that supportive friendship group. Um, yeah. And they totally split the teams, didn't they, in favour of Larsa? It was totally... God, they that, put all... that basketball game was boring, wasn't it? Yeah, it Jesus was dull. Christ. Dull, 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 dull. And the way she'd set up, they're getting the very heavy watch birthday present. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is heavy. I wonder what it is. And then admitted to the fact that she'd set that up and she knew what she was getting and she did that in front of women to show off her wealth. That's so revolting. Cringe, it? it was it was revolting. So coming back, it's not a point scoring game, but it is because we rate these women, don't we, I suppose? Mm-hmm. Much like we are running some kind of premier football league. Yeah. See Adriana. She, she end, you end up liking her because it's not because well, she's you feel like, a bit defensive of her don't you yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily because she's likable but it's because the others are so unlikable also I just think it's never nice to see someone on their own in a fight yeah and well, I've always felt that a little bit with Sutton as well Sutton's Sutton's had Garcelle in her corner always but yeah. not really anybody else you and know? Lisa shows herself as a mediator very often doesn't she in, in these yeah. scenarios, Lisa, yet again, was going, come on, she's been bullied. Let's all let's all play nice. I I'm think, still loving Kiki, but I think it's a remnant from the penis chat last week. I do love Kiki. The eyes you, open and close. Uh, <laughs> open and, and close. close. I say that um, now when I'm going to sleep. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say something else. That's good. <laughs> No, I've I've misappropriated it just to sleep now. My eyes open and close. So good. So, so that yeah. was uh, we've done Potomac, we've done Miami, we've done Beverly Hills. That leaves us with Salt Lake, Salt Lake City. I love the, Salt the evolution Lake. of Monica, who we found out this week got first chair next to Andy in the in the uh, reunion. Yes, again, Which is Monica, quite an honor for a new girl. 
it's an honour for a new girl. And Monica doesn't have the um, inherited wealth. She comes from a different background. She doesn't have her own brand. But I feel like we're building a Bethany. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. How to build a Bethany. But you know what happened last time you built a Bethany, Andy? She turned round and she bit the hand that fed her. So yeah, you, be you careful. created a monster. I saw a... So it was... So it was all built around this Pioneers Day, wasn't it? Where they were making butter in jam jars. I mean, in fairness to those women, they were all quite game. I wouldn't wear a bonnet and an apron for a lot of people. No. And and Lisa did go for that. And Lisa won't usually dress up for anyone, but she did get involved. Who who was it that wouldn't stop churning her butter? Was it Meredith or Lisa? I think it was Meredith. Meredith. I think Meredith. She was like, no, no, we're seeing this to its logical conclusion, which is butter. And I'm not stopping until I've made butter. Yeah. And I was like, I like that. I respect that. I like that. I saw in the news this week that there's an actor uh, in America who's doing quite a serious film role who were using Meredith as one of the person that they wanted to channel. Oh, is Sarah, Sarah Paulson, is it? Yeah, because, yeah, because of her intensity. And I was like, it's so true. She has got this incredible intensity, hasn't and she? And Meredith's really pleased about it. And I'm like, that's not a compliment, honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you've got psycho vibes. I really like their podcast, Hanging By oh, a Thread. Oh, I haven't heard it. Is it good? Oh, yeah, we saw them recording it, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I think it's a really yeah. good premise. I think yeah. I'm going to listen to it. And I kind of like her and her husband. I feel like, yeah, like, okay, I can I can buy this as a married couple. Someone yeah, that I, buy. I think they're admitting that they've had problems because they separated for a while. They both went off and slept with many other people and have come back together and kind of fixed it. And we saw that that both, I was quite surprised, so Whitney and Angie are having trouble in their relationships, aren't they? Yeah, I think, but Angie, you need to get that child out of the bed. This is the yeah. problem. Yeah, that's that's in the, that's in, not good for anybody. In the um, in the dynamic of your family relationship, that child is is too much the centre. It's an only child. It's and she sleeps in your bed, and she's what? Also, is that like a little bit of a protection thing? Like, oh, we can't be intimate because we've got the kid. Yeah. So if you wanted to be intimate, you could kick the kid out. Like I've got a carver poo that sleeps in my bed, and that's a cock blocker. That's another sentence I wasn't <laughs> expecting today, Nina. You're just <laughs> throwing them out left, right, and centre today. A just... cock a poo blocker. <laughs> that's absolutely fantastic. Um, but... Yeah, I can imagine it would be <laughs> when we go to uh, when we go to Ireland. My partner and I we um, we sleep with the dog. Yeah, nocturnally, you know, like yes, I know dog. what you mean. Yes, you know what I mean. And um, I was asking the dog one night, "Would you like to sleep on the bed with us, or would you like to sleep in your bed in the kitchen?" You and asked the dog. My, my, yeah, my boyfriend. And it just looked at me, and my boyfriend said, "She wants you to sleep in the kitchen so she can be here with me." <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she really does. Yeah, and it's yeah. really hard. It's like I'm the cock blocker. Because yeah, she's his real you girlfriend, two. you know. Yeah, like, I think a lot of dogs feel this way. But I mean, yeah. if I can go, you know, the, the dog is enough of a problem, isn't it, in a relationship? I think once you've brought a dog into a bedroom, yeah, you're already creating a a, a difficult dynamic. There's a lot of short curly hairs that you're not, you can't quite explain away. <laughs> it's, you it's, can't it's, identify. It's all about, 
It's not good, is it? You're like, let's just say that's from the dog. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, having and how old is that child? Ten? <sighs> Too old. Too old. Also, I don't think it's good for the kid. You shouldn't sleep in your own bed and be like, no, like you're just going to be nervous when you're on your own then, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You should be getting used to sleeping alone at night from an early mm-hmm. age, I think, because that's I think gonna, so. it's going to be required of you throughout life. I mean, so. all the all the gossip that's gone round about them, about her husband sleeping with other men, it's not, yeah. you know, that's not the gossip, is it? You're sleeping with another woman and a child in your bed. That's like, you know, yeah. you need to get that shit sorted. Oh, we shouldn't call the child that shit, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant. I really enjoyed Lisa and Monica's argument because it devolved into what I consider to be the lowest standard of arguing, which is particularly with grown women, grown adult women, when yeah. they do impressions of each other's voice. Me, me, well, me, I me, just me. think, well, I just think. It's like, oh, you've got nothing. <laughs> you've got nothing. If all you can do is go like this, then you've really got nothing to fight. Like, shut up, go home. It's over, yeah. you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, who and do I you think- find it so spooky how they can go from smashing stuff and screaming at each other to just, ha, 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 let's plan a trip. Yeah, like but Monica couldn't. Could she? Monica couldn't. No, and I she understand that. I yeah. can't. I was not brought up around confrontation and stuff. I cannot say if someone raises their voice, I need like three days to recover. <laughs> like, yeah, me too. Me too. I can't I'm handle, not. I don't communicate like that. I can't handle it when someone shouts at me. You know. And the way and that she, uh, they're just ooh. so easy, like, oh, okay, then I'm sorry. I said you were ugly. I'm sorry. I said <laughs> I didn't. I could not acknowledge your mum's. You know that your mum's abusive. So Lisa, Lisa quite clearly wanting to go on this trip to the bah- yeah the Bahamas, the Bermuda, Bermuda tri- Triangle. Yeah. Oh, that's right. But she was literally like, "Oh, I'm going to have to go and apologise so I can go to Bermuda." It's like Bravo, make an effort. just <sighs> going down the horror hole now. It's Bravo going like he's trying to cover two gender uh, genres. It's going like Bravo forward slash real crime because yeah. we seem to be going down demons and now we're going Bermuda Triangle. What, what's I happening? Just... Bravo's taking a, a strangely sort of dark turn. It is, isn't it? It's like, don't worry, it's dark enough. Just, I think we, you know. I think what we'll get is um, Jacob to put a crack of thunder onto this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, just um... to get us in the mood. Yeah, I don't, and I don't. I don't like how they just plan a trip for any. They're like, well, we're all in a really good place, so I think we should go away on a trip. And they're, or they're like, we're yeah. in a terrible place at the moment, so I think we need to go away on a trip. It's like, and also, worst just go game ever. You're bored. Worst game ever, or is it the best party game ever for Christmas? Who would you throw off your wagon? I like it. Yeah. So message us on the socials at RH Guilty Secrets and tell us. Which housewife you'd throw off your wagon? <laughs> yeah, totally that. So go on then. Best dressed, worst dressed. I think worst dressed is that denim glittery thing. Yeah, that was pretty bad. That oh was no, pre- actually worst worst dressed has got to go to the the bonnets and the aprons. I know, but it's not an outfit. That was a no, costume. That was kitsch. It was, it was costume. Kitsch, right. I'm going to go worst dressed, Kyle. Yeah, okay. I'll allow that. I think worst dressed, Kyle. I'm not into it. I sort of was into it. I'm ambivalent. I'm gonna, but yeah. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go worst dressed, Kyle. Best dressed. You know the outfit that I'm really loving. I can't take my eyes off her waist. Is when Erica is in the oh the really tiny corset. The tiny corset in a confessional. In her confessional. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go best dressed confessional. 
I'm 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 sticking to my guns. I'm best dressed is Denise Richards and a messy top knot showing up yeah, to okay. Garcelle's screening in a baseball jacket. Like that is Right, okay. Well let's get those two on the socials and see see what people vote for. Best dressed, worst dressed. So yes, follow us on all the socials at RH Guilty Secrets. Send us Follow us on all the socials at RH Secrets. <laughs> 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 I wasn't expecting that. I should put my heart rate up. I was like, oh no, we're falling out. Um, <laughs> if you have any questions about the housewives or if you have Nina and I still getting to know each other, if you have any questions for either of us, anything you'd like us to ask each other, um, yeah, just get yeah. in touch and we, let us we know. are open books. So this has been a fun episode. Please keep engaging with us, talking to us on the socials. We are loving it. And we, really we will are. be back this time next week with our Real Housewives Guilty Secrets fan club. This podcast was brought to you by Nina Gilligan and Naomi Cooper, edited and produced by Frog and Bucket, with the music Spoilt Brat by Ruth.